0: In just a few moments, we are going to baptize baby Jesus. If you don't know why people are laughing, it's because a few weeks ago here at St. Paul's, Cecilia Diane Johnson, our baptismal candidate, played the starring role in our Christmas pageant. And she was wonderful. Every year as we get close to Christmas, the staff looks around the congregation and tries to find a child about her age, seven or so months, a child who is small enough to convincingly play the role of baby Jesus, but not be so small as to be fragile in the hands of whatever kid is playing Mary or Joseph. Sometimes we get wiggly, screaming babies who miss their real mothers, but other times we get babies like Cecilia, babies who take to their stage mothers, who soak up the spotlight and seem born for their role. But as far as I can remember, we've never had the chance to baptize that baby Jesus a few weeks later on the Feast of the Baptism of Our Lord, which we celebrate today Cecilia better be careful, or she'll be typecast from an early age. But of course, as we hear in the gospel, Jesus wasn't baptized as an infant, yet the connection, the overlap is still too good to pass up. Every year on this Sunday, we celebrate the baptism of Jesus here on the first Sunday after the Epiphany, because this is a pivotal moment in the story of salvation. For the very first time, all three persons of the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Spirit, are revealed to the world. That's a moment worth remembering and celebrating. But the fact that this year we have an even closer connection with the Jesus who is going to be baptized today, even if it's a humorous connection, it gives us the chance to think more carefully and fully about our relationship with the one who was baptized in the River Jordan all those years ago. But we start wondering why that Jesus was baptized in the first place. John the Baptist. The one who dunked Jesus under the water, he preached a baptism of repentance. He told the people to repent of their sins and to prepare themselves, to purify themselves for the one who was coming after him. But the one who was coming after him was Jesus Jesus was the one everybody was getting ready for, and Jesus, we believe, was without sin. Perfect God and perfect human from the moment of his conception. There was nothing for him to confess, so why did he need to be baptized in the first place? Now, Mark's Gospel account, the one we hear from today, doesn't like to mess around with extra details. So Mark doesn't make a big deal about that question, that tension, but Matthew's version of this same story, one you might remember, gives us a John the Baptist who initially refuses to baptize the Son of God. John says to Jesus, I'm not going to baptize you. I need you to baptize me. So why did Jesus do it? It could be that Jesus wanted to endorse John's message as a good starting point for his own ministry. After all, both men proclaimed the nearness of God's reign and called upon us to prepare ourselves to receive it. It might also be that Jesus wanted to give us a pattern to follow, a a do-what-I-do-not-just-what-I-say sort of thing. Matthew tries to explain why to us, telling us that Jesus said to John the Baptist, Let it be so now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. I don't really know what fulfilling all righteousness means. It's a pretty enigmatic statement. I can tell it's important, and I think those words suggest to us that something of eternal significance happens in Jesus' baptism But I think allowing ourselves to get really close to the Jesus who is baptized, that helps us receive the truth of these enigmatic words a little more fully. So what is the connection between Jesus' baptism and our baptism? Well, as Episcopalians, our doctrine, what we believe, is most fully expressed through our worship, through how we pray. So if you want to know what the Episcopal Church preaches and teaches about baptism, there is no better place to look than the baptismal liturgy itself. In a few minutes, when Sarah stands at the font and gives thanks over the water, asking God to bless the water, Sarah will pray, We thank you, Father, for the water of baptism. In it, we are buried with Christ in his death. By it, we share in his resurrection. Through it, we are reborn by the Holy Spirit. Listen to those incredible words which we will proclaim this day. In baptism, each one of us is buried with Christ, raised with him to new life and endued with the power of the holy spirit in other words in the waters of baptism we become one with jesus and all that he has accomplished on our behalf becomes a part of who we are in baptism we become a part of jesus who at the incarnation became a part of us but how does that work is it is it magic And does it mean that we have to be baptized in order to go to heaven? I believe that God already loves Cecilia Diane Johnson as fully and perfectly as God will ever love her, even before she is baptized. And I believe that that is true for every human being who has ever lived baptism doesn't change the way God loves us. It changes the way we participate in that love. If the work of salvation belongs only to God, then our role is to receive it, to recognize it, to believe in it, and to celebrate it. In the incarnation, Jesus took upon himself our human nature, At the cross, he purified what was broken within us. In his resurrection, he restored and redeemed every one of us. Because of Jesus, we know that God's infinite grace, acceptance, and love await every one of us in the next life. But baptism is how we know and live fully into that love here and now, in this life. Jesus is baptized on our behalf so that in his baptism, we can be immersed in those waters with him, within him. Baptism is what makes God's universal work of salvation real and personal to every baby, every child, every person who comes to the font Baptism is what makes that salvation real and active, not only in the moment of our death, but in every moment of our lives. Baptism is how we, as individuals and as the community of faith, recognize that the birth, life, death, and resurrection of Jesus are taking place within each one of us. Because we have been baptized with Jesus, Jesus takes us with him into those waters. We emerge from the river with him and we see that the way into heaven, which had been hidden from us, is now torn open. That the fullness and nearness of God is revealed to us. We see the Holy Spirit descending onto us giving us power for the life that is ahead. And because we are in Jesus, we hear the Father say to each one of us, you are my beloved child. With you, I am well pleased. Jesus was baptized so that we might be baptized into union with him. And that means that every child we baptize is Jesus, even if they didn't have a part to play in the Christmas pageant. That means that you are Jesus too. You have died with him. You have been raised with him. You have received his spirit Therefore, you are God's beloved child, the one with whom God is well pleased. Receive that truth again today, God's deepest truth about who you really are. And let that truth shape your life until you recognize it every time you see the one who is looking back at you from the reflection of the water's surface. Thanks be to God. Amen.